Hello, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Crash, the UK Geek podcast. This is episode 375, recorded on Friday, the 12th of March 2021. And the time at the beginning of the show is, as always, well, mostly always, 2300 hours. At least that's when the tape started rolling. And yes, we are back. Sorry about the gap in transmissions, but I generally wasn't that well. And also, and this sounds incredibly wimpy, but it was fairly important. I cut the tip of my right middle finger, and that made driving and just about everything else you can imagine, including of most importance to you, typing, because I can do my show notes, and also using a mouse, and anything computery related, fairly difficult. It's still difficult to use a computer, but I'm making the effort, so if you like this pod, please get your friends to listen. The cherry on the cake? (laughs) It made playing my instruments too painful which is exactly what you want when you've nothing better to do. Let's move on from commiserating in this State of the Rewatch section and move on to something happier. Happy Maha Shivratri, which was yesterday, and happy Mauritian Independence Day, which is today. Why are we having a celebration? Well, I'm of Mauritian descent, and it's just something to cheer ourselves up with. If you need a more specific reason, I missed the celebration last year. And while we're on the subject of Mauritius, perhaps you don't know that much about it, so I'll just tell you a few facts, and then I'll get on with the actual point of the show, which is a Doctor Who revisit. I haven't even told you what we're revisiting. Tonight we are revisiting the Robots of Death, but more on that in a moment. And back to Mauritius, some facts. It is located in the Indian Ocean, just go east from the middle of Madagascar, and you'll eventually bump straight into Reunion, a smaller island, and then Mauritius, which is also a small island, but not quite as small as Reunion. The population is 1.2 million-ish. It is the mid-60th richest country in the world, so not particularly rich, and is famous for the extinct Dodo, murdered by white sailors. It's also famous for beaches, birds, holidays, and they don't put this in the holiday brochures, but bugs as well. And also sugarcane, which means rum. And also really nice coffee and lots of food stuff. If you ever type Mauritius into Google, you'll find lots of recipes. And we have possibly the best variation on a Portuguese sweet roll. Better than Portugal? Not sure if it's better than the Hawaiian sweet roll, but it's pretty damn good. I must learn how to make them because I really miss them. And finally, it is on the right side of the argument over Diego Garcia. So there. And on with the actual show. Tonight, as I said a 
few minutes ago, we are talking about the Doctor Who story called The Robots of Death. In The Robots of Death, Tom Baker plays the fourth Doctor. His companion, Leela, is played by Louise Jameson. The director is Michael Edwin Bryant. The writer, Chris Boucher. The producer, Philip Hinchcliffe. This is one of those stories that was filmed mostly in studio at Ealing Television Film Studios in Ealing in London and at BBC Television Centre Studio 8 in Shepherd's Bush, also in London. It was story 5 of season 14, following The Face of Evil, covered in pod 373. It consisted of four 25-minute episodes and was first broadcast from the 29th of January to the 19th of February, 1977. On the 29th of January, 1977, what was happening? Well, there was a lot of fairly mundane stuff. Nothing in particular of interest. I did check the UK official singles chart, and apparently David Soul was number one with something terribly depressing. And I'm saying that as a fan of David Soul, but his pop career, I don't know, his songs were fairly miserable. Okay, look, I did the research, so I might as well tell you what that song was. And it was Don't Give Up On Us. See what I mean? Depressing. Let's leave David Soul behind and let me tell you what happens in this story. The TARDIS lands inside a huge mobile mine, which is crossing a desert and extracting valuable ores from beneath the sand. The Doctor and Leela investigate their surroundings. Unfortunately, as they do this, the TARDIS is moved from its landing position by internal machinery, which almost leads to their deaths when a huge sandstorm hits. The paranoid crew on board, who are already suspicious of one another after the murder of a crewmate, immediately suspect the newcomers. The Doctor later convinces an undercover government agent and his robot assistant, secreted within the crew, of their innocence and begins to help looking for the murderer. Eventually, we find out that one of the crew, Dask, is actually a mad scientist named Taran Capel. Brought up by robots, he is a robot supremacist <laughs> and has reprogrammed the robots on board to murder the crew. When he gets round to telling the Doctor his plans, as most maniacs do, and those plans are to instigate a robot revolution, he is killed by a robot who can no longer recognise his voice after Leela, hidden nearby, releases helium from a tank on the instructions of the Doctor. Sneaky bugger, that Doctor. At the end of the adventure, the Doctor and Leela leave the surviving crew awaiting rescue that is on its way. 
Okay, so what did I think of the Robots of Death? Well, at last, really, that's what I thought. The Robots of Death is one of the Doctor Who all-time classic stories. It is one of the stories I like the most. We have a murder mystery. We have cool, stylish costumes, slightly reminiscent of Gallifreyan costumes, but with even more flair and individuality between each wearer, rather than the homogeneity of Gallifreyan clothing. I found the different robot types and names fascinating. There are Dums, who can't speak. There are Vox, who can speak. And there's a Super Vox, just one of those supervising all the other robots. There's also a mysterious black robot called D84, who turns out to be a detective. This story has just so many references to other (laughs) geek property. There's the rebellious slave androids of Carol Capex R.U.R. from 1920, the stage play which in Czech is, and I have to say this very slowly, Rosomovi Universalni Roboti, which translates into English as Rossum's Universal Robots. Taran Kapel, the madman, is an obvious homage to the Czech playwright Karel Kapek. Then there's also the bending and twisting and straining and breaking of the three laws of robotics from Isaac Asimov's iRobot. And also from Isaac Asimov's writing, we have a detective and his robot assistant who are reminiscent of Elijah Bailey and R. Daniel Olivore from the novel The Naked Sun. There's also the massive, roaming, peripatetic, desert-traversing manufacturers of Frank Herbert's Dune. That's a fancy way of saying ginormous combine harvesters, but in this case they're extracting minerals, but in Dune, of course, they're extracting the spice melange. And finally, all the murdering. Yes, there is, of course... An ensemble cast picked off one by one, as in Agatha Christie's, and then there were none. The Doctor Who creative magpies are busy again. Extremely busy in this case. One of the lead actors, the boss of the Sandcrawler crew, Yuvanov, was played by an actor called Russell Hunter. Seeing him in such a cool role was a welcome change from the smell-inflicted grass from Callan, which was an old spy-slash-assassin thriller from the UK. I don't think I'm even old enough to remember that. I do remember re-watching it, though, when it came on as a repeat in the UK. If you want surprisingly early grim, dark, non-camp spy thriller from the UK. Around the time when we had shows like The Avengers, Callan 
is that kind of show. It also had a sequel sometime in the 80s or 90s, I'm not sure. Been such a long time ago. Well, I know there was a sequel to the series. I don't know how many episodes it was, but, you know, go and check it out. And that's Callan. C-A-L-L-A-N. Another actor I recognised was Brian Croucher, who played Crewman Borg. I remember him because he later played, rather badly I thought, a very different replacement for Blake Seven's Space Commander Travis when Stephen Grief, not wanting to be typecasted, left the role. In fact, his performance was so jarring that it almost, but not quite, destroyed my interest in Blake Seven. I eventually got over it, but it was such a jarring shock for such a key character to be replaced by such a different actor. (laughs) And now we're straying into Blake Seven. Let's move back to Doctor Who. Trivia. Okay. For a change, I'm not alone in my praise of this story. It garnered universal acclaim. Just have a look on the internet. Type in The Robots of Death and see what people think of it. But if you want something more official, look at the reviews in the Radio Times and IMDB. It is definitely one of the best stories of Doctor Who. Not just the vintage series, but Doctor Who as a whole. And that is what I thought of The Robots of Death from 1977. Ooh. It's good to be back doing the show, but man... That took a while, didn't it? I was away for a few weeks. But it is good to be back. But that is it for now. The show that you're listening to is made by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen Recommend it to a friend or a mortal enemy that never gets old, or click on the contact or support link on the website. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd, and creative wizard. This was episode number 375, recorded on Friday, the 12th of March, 2021. And the time at the end of the show is 23.22.28. Thanks for listening, everyone, and bye-bye for now. Bye. I'm sorry, I've got to stop because there's a train going past. Why does it pick this time to go every night? I mean, what the hell's on it? And it seems to go on forever. Uh... Well, you can't hear it, but I can hear it. That's what it sounds like. Oh! You were listening to... Oh, f- Sorry about the swearing, but there's a lot of motor traffic in the background.